Hello and welcome to another episode of the For Those Who Inquired podcast. I'm your host, Edward Marlowe, and uh, a little bit of a different scenario here. It's a roundtable with myself, Tyler Dixon, Brian Edwards, Blake Sandlin, Keith Jaco, some friends of mine, longtime friends of mine, and uh, former Murray State News sports reporters. Also, this is a bit of a strange roundtable where we kind of talk a little bit about everything and nothing. Mostly sports, but it dives into a few different things. Journalism, politics, the Great Pumpkin. You know, the fun stuff. A little bit of Dungeons and Dragons, courtesy of me. So, uh, give it a listen. Uh, I do want to warn everybody before they jump in. There are a few adult words that are shared. Mostly some four-letter curse words. So, uh, this is going to be labeled as an explicit podcast. Uh, but give it a listen if you're looking for a rambling conversation talking about a whole bunch of nothing and me being silly. Thanks. So the reason I was asking, and this is where we're going to open up this discussion because it's crazy, is I have Jorge Soler uh, on my on my Stratomatic team. Uh, and for the uninitiated, these young gentlemen were asking me what Stratomatic is. And I it's Dungeons and Dragons and baseball combined in the, in the 70s and early 80s and even in the early 90s. It was a stat card game where you had cards created for these baseball players based on what they were capable of doing each year. Teams drafted just like a fantasy draft, and it became a legacy. For a lot of leagues, it's a legacy league where you draft your team and you keep it. And when you draft your team and keep it, then you all of a sudden start building these rotations, these rosters, the way that your depth and your field comes together becomes like this actual team where you play baseball. So imagine having this baseball team of rotation players where you pick how your lineup is, you pick your pitching rotation, you pick who closes, you pick who relieves, and everything in the middle, and before computers, you rolled how the games happened. Strikes, balls, home runs, singles, stealing, everything was dice roll. Now it's digitized, and uh, it's something that I play, and, and I really enjoy it. I'm not great. At it, so, a lot of crazy results, trades, but it's a lot of fun. Are the results of like the games, or like are the statistics that the players have based off real life statistics? So like Soler hitting a home run Monday night and Tuesday night, is that going to mean that he will have higher chances of productivity going forward in your game? That's an excellent question. So the way that it works out, it's not in real time, but it is on seasonal time. So if we were to look back to last year how everybody played the 60 games, you take an extrapolation of what they would have done, and you so, we opted, our league opted to play a 162-game schedule this year based on last year's stats. So um, it's it's fun. Uh, the way that it works, though, is it's, it's expectation of what you think your players will play. So, like, for instance, some of my players this year just aren't meeting expectations digitally, and that's okay. I'll make my... I'll make my moves in the offseason. But, like, Mookie Betts, for me, is still killing it in right field, leading off for me and hitting 280 um, with an on-base percentage of, of 360. So, you know, you have guys that continue to deliver that are stars, but based on circumstances and what other teams have built, you have to think everything's all shuffled. It's a, it's, it, it, it's a wild game. Anything can happen. So, all right, uh, I'd, say about, I'd say about two minutes of Stratomatic's enough. What's yeah, so, so at this point, anyone who started the podcast is gone now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah if they've turned it on at this point, Ed, you should just start now in your in your podcast. Like, use all the recordings from now on. No, I mean, I guess I could do that. What's so. the, isn't there a game called, like, Kanta 
Kanta? Uh, I think uh, Kanta was a version Katan? of it. Katan? Katan? Are Katan? Well, there used to be this game called MLB Showdown that was a card game that I got for Christmas back in, like, 2000. And it's, like, really popular, like, to, to find it nowadays. Uh, I kind of just, like, fucked around with all the cards and lost them all. Uh, <laughs> nowadays, they're worth money, which is funny. But it, like, so, it sounds like the same exact thing, but, like, I think the old one used to die as well. So I, I have I have some NFL showdown that I haven't tucked away actually. So I, I, sometime I want to play because right, apparently Dawson Knox and Josh Allen play Catan. It's it's Settlers of Catan. Catan. Yeah, I have a yeah. friend who's like obsessed with it, and it's really fucking annoying. I've never played it with him because he's annoying about it. Man, all these f bombs, Keith. I'm gonna have to keep <laughs> the under the the well, children. From listening oh, are we live? Well, Ed, yeah. I mean, we're not live. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian and Ed were with me at Bowling Green Country Club whenever um, I was talking to Wells and everybody about D&D, and Ed informed me that no one wins. Everybody wins. Everybody wins or everybody loses. Yeah. I actually had a character die in Dungeons & Dragons like a two weeks ago. single person. It was like, really it's unfortunate. It's not an individual game. You win as a team, you lose as a team. Yeah, think, think of it as a nerdy you, team. Sport. Okay, how did you die? Give me like ten seconds. How did you die in D and D, Ed? I went off alone, uh, which is yeah. not advised in Dungeons and Dragons. I made a personal choice to explore the nature around me uh, and the nature. So how long did you survive? Like, did him dirty. How long did you survive this? Man, this is gonna get. People are gonna drop out of this podcast. <laughs> if they if they stayed for the stratomatic part, we're here. Uh, Long story, really super short. I lasted forty five minutes alone. So that's. But it's there was a. That sounds like a normal Friday night for you. That sounds like a new record for you, man. <laughs> that's true. Doing? It was a it was a series of unfortunate events. I was trying. You know what? I'll just go ahead and go in a little bit on it. I was trying my character. No, you don't have to. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I just real quick, real quick. My <laughs> character was trying to commune with nature, uh, and an evil rhinoceros killed me, and it was really unfortunate. So You got killed by a rhinoceros? Yeah, I, I actually did. I, I'm not Is that something that comes up? Tale of all the time. It just depends. Uh, I mean, it really just depends on how the story is going. But suffice it to say, we, we had a woolly, we had a woolly rhinoceros in our party, and come to find out, he was evil, and I didn't know it, and he followed me out into nature. Uh, and uh, my dungeon master, the storyteller, uh, opted to go into battle, go into combat with me, <laughs> and I tried to defend myself, and I failed admirably. And I would say. I would say you live, and you live and you learn, but you died. We, so. we, we played. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, no. I legitimately had to live and learn and die and then and make die. a new character if I wanted to keep playing the story. So. We played. I played in one where one of my friends shot an arrow. It got bounced off somebody's shield and hit a villager behind him. It was hilarious. That totally can happen. That yeah, is absolutely. So, absolutely so the Lakers fun. roster is super old. Right? <laughs> yes, it is very old. Speaking of, uh, speaking of villagers dying off <laughs> really quick. <laughs> what a segue. What did, uh, what did Al say in the other group? L-A-A-R-P? Is that what he said? That's pretty good. I think that's what he said, yeah. I think yeah, Al Bowman said L-A-A-R-P. I think he's right. Yeah. So I, I want to ask you guys this question really quick about the Lakers, though, because it's clearly a banana boat situation. This is LeBron James on like a revenge tour, except it's He's weird. Been on a banana boat with Dwayne Wade and Chris Paul. Well, that's, okay. well, that's what I'm saying. They're both retired, but otherwise it's the banana boat. Like what? 
what do we make of this roster? I did think the other day, what if D-Wade comes out of retirement and goes to the I, Lakers? I, I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I did think if about this If he plays day. like a minute and a half a game, it's the banana boat situation all over again. What does it matter? Yeah. You know he, he can he still hurt. have any needs. I don't know. I don't, can take hits, but. I don't know how I like it. I don't think I do like it, honestly. I don't either. I think LeBron's, LeBron's hitting that point in his career where he's like, Starting to fall off, but he's still good because he's LeBron. Oh man, that's gonna be a clip. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're you here for be dead saying that, and I hate his guts. <laughs> all right, we're, all right. we're at that, but I, I think see. we're at that point, and then you just get a bunch of old people around him. Oh, it's gonna be a lot you of basically, You're basically praying that uh, Anthony Davis doesn't hurt himself. Look, I, I see the twinkle in Blake's eye. There's like a you can kind of see it right there, like kind of poking through the camera. What what are you what are you thinking right now about the Lakers? Do you hate it? Do you love it? What do you think? He can't even breathe. He has both buttons buttoned right now. Loosen up a bit. <laughs> hey, when I come come around, you guys better come correct. Um, I. Uh... <laughs> I'm in bed with no pants on, but yes. <laughs> My question is, like, who is more hateable, the Lakers or the Nets? I would say probably the Nets, right? I feel I like it'd be the Nets, the Nets because at least a lot of people can like Carmelo Anthony. Can you I not like throw the Miami in there? I love Melo. I love Melo, too. But, I mean... I think the LeBron hate is so strong that it outweighs what KD did in Golden State. The LeBron yeah. hate is strong, but... in but in Brooklyn, you have Kyrie, who people hate on, Flat Earth, whatever. That's true. You have Blake Griffin, who people have hated on forever. I love Which I don't get. You have KD, who people have hated Blake on. Griffin, the funniest guy in the NBA. And you have no, James no. Harden, who it's easy to hate on. In L.A., you got AD, who people universally like, I feel like. Yeah, agreed. Okay, yeah. LeBron, okay. Somebody, somebody answer me this, because no doubt the Lakers and Brooklyn – did everything they possibly could to just get better this year. Are we going to talk about what other team did the best? Because there's only one other answer. It's the one other That's what I'm asking. Miami. Is no, Miami it's hateable? It's Chicago. It's Chicago. Chicago right. did no, 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 no. I love what Chicago did, but I think they're a nice honorable mention to what Miami well, it depends did. What, it depends what like perspective you have. If you're telling somebody who went out and actually spent money, who never spends money, or somebody who finally went out and changed their team around after five years of tumultuous outcomes, then it's got to be the Bulls. But, like, that's, the Heat definitely made point. themselves a contender for year after year. I mean, Pat Riley's obviously good at what he does. And that's not I agree. outshined. I mean, there I hasn't think, been this much hype for Chicago Bulls basketball in at least 10 years when Derrick Rose was in, like, his rookie three years. I would say Rose's buzzer beater against the Cavs in, what, 2015 was the last time they were they sparked yeah. with hope in that city. Yeah. So Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna play quick I wanna play quick moderator here, like around the horn style. Blake, you started to say something. Blake, what do you got there? Gimme give gimme give what do I need to give you for two clicks? What do you got there? No, I think the I think the Heat probably have a better fit as far as the moves they made. I, I like how they fit better as a better as a team, but the the Bulls, the pick to get uh to get DeRozan, it seemed like a weird move. Like this guy's a free agent, we better pick him up. But like I don't know how he'll fit with, with Levine. Um. Who else? Who Who do they have a point? They got Lonzo. I mean, they got Lonzo. Lonzo. They got Lonzo as well. Yeah. yeah like I, I don't know. It just it just seems uh, like you're forgetting Alex Caruso, sir. Caruso. Alex yeah. White Mamba's Caruso. There. And are they well, giving up on Kobe White? Like, is it, is the Kobe White show over in Chicago right now? I hope not. No. Must no. be. I mean, 
that's so many guards. Kobe, Kobe had flashes. I don't feel like it should be over. I agree. Can Kobe pay? Can Kobe play two? I mean, if you want, an, if you want an undersized two, there's only one ball. People forget yeah, he can't defend at the two. I certainly forget there's only one ball. So, uh, I mean, okay, but I mean, in all seriousness, so you have these four teams that have probably made the most moves. Who's the under? Like, who who comes in as like a sneaky 2021-22 flash pick? Do we say somebody like Golden State because you hope Clay's healthy? And they've picked up a couple of nice guys. Or like, and and I guys. just want to say, there is a way, if I shorten all the names first, if you say, like, point, point, I can edit everyone's name and just put ones by it. No, I can't do that. But are we really considering Golden State like a dark horse or like a sneak no. under the rug with, with the former MVP that just signed a $200 million extension? Well, Technically, we don't know. I mean, you expect I mean, Clay to be Clay still, but we don't know that for sure. Yeah, but uh, I mean, and, and James, I feel, and James Wiseman as well. Yeah, he's still on the team. He's still there. Yeah, yeah. he's still there. Yeah. And then, what about the uh, Knicks? Did he, uh, I think the Knicks are solid because now you've got what? Who did they just pick up? They got Kemba the, today. I love the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. They got Kimba. Yeah, they got they, Kimba uh, today. Well, Kemba's kind of. Mm. Maybe from Stop the Celtics. It. Maybe from the Celtics. You mean the dude who had the best watch. week-long performance in the Garden? Maybe like ever, uh, ever, yeah, ever. Cardiac Kimba, baby. Cardiac Kimba was too, born right? in MSG. He was ruthless, man. He was. He was molded. He was. Yeah. He was <laughs> born in MSG, molded <laughs> by it. Everybody else simply adopted MSG. Kimball Walker in 2013, just as good as the Lakers roster in 2013. Which team did Cardiac <laughs> Kimba hit the uh, step back on? Anybody? Uh, wait, what'd you ask? Is it Syracuse? No, no. It, which no team? it was. Um, which it was? It was. Uh, it's the tall ass dude. He got that ankle broke. It was, was Pittsburgh. It? Was it Pitt? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. There we go. Was it McGee? I don't remember. Was it, There's was some it, redhead dude who didn't. I just remember that's the year they broke Kentucky fans' hearts again. Was it Kevin? Was it Kevin Pitsnoggle? Don't ask me the name. I just knew the team. Oh, it could have been any of those guys. Going too far. <laughs> no, but but with the Knicks though, like I feel like in the playoffs against the Hawks, like they basically came crumbling down because they had nobody that could create their own shot or really shoot in general. Um, at, like Bullock was so streaky. Randall yeah, completely. Sucks. I don't hate Alex Burks, but I any any team that's going to give thirty million dollars of U.S. <laughs> currency to Reggie fucking Bullock is a team I do not want to cheer. Well, for. what about Tyler Johnson getting a, a um, that was that was the year of the TV deal. That I'm not over here deal. advocating yeah. for anybody who's given Tyler Johnson money. <laughs> yeah, that was an awful <laughs> deal. I, I don't um, I don't agree with that whatsoever. I I can't believe the amount of money. I mean, I I'm all for anybody getting their bag, but just because. Just because, like, other guys that have average the same that you're averaging are getting that doesn't mean you deserve it. That's your let's, let's slightly localize that. There's been a lot of uh, – and, I mean, I want other people to ask questions as well. I just happen to have a few in my own at the top of my rinky-dink head here. But you know, there are a lot of people that have actually razzed the Phoenix Suns and Cameron Payne, especially as agent, for only getting three years and $19 million out of that bag. I mean, do we think that that was – you know, I mean, you take a look at what take a look at what T.J. McConnell just got, especially with Indiana. I mean, do we think I, Cameron Payne's bag is bad, or do we think it's a really good deal for him that solidifies his future? I mean, what are the thoughts there? 
I think it's well, a good it definitely deal. solidifies his future, but at the same time, and the Suns got a steal out of it because, like you said, guys like McConnell who offer you know the same type of gameplay, the same type of spark off the bench that Campaign brought. Now he's done it more years in a row than Campaign has at the NBA level, so maybe he deserves that money because of that. But either way, Campaign probably could have got at least closer to nine mil a year, right? You know, closer to like closer to a three-year thirty million with maybe an option. He's probably think, more worthy of something like that. I think yeah. it, I think in this in at this rate, Cam's gonna take anything he can get to make sure he's still in the league for the next couple exactly. of years. Exactly. And they knew so, that. So yeah. And, and they, yeah, and they knew that and they were like, We'll give you this to keep you in the league for three years and if you do well we'll we'll look at extending you. Yeah, again. after three years from I mean, now, if you know, if he's if he's still doing his thing, he's gonna get that. He's yeah, gonna get I, probably one more nice little three or four year package for no telling what the, the cap is then. He may get $40 million for three years, four years in his career, and he'll have a nice little bag. Yeah, and I, I don't want to – I want to bring this up, too. He's going to be 30, only 30 at the end of his contract if he can stay healthy uh, and continue to average anywhere like between – go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, sorry. No, I just – coming off the bench, like, limited capacity, he could play until he's 35, 36 if he continues to be – Right, that that's what I was following up with. You're exactly right. There Probably. is certainly another deal in the prospect if he can keep averaging, you know, 44% from three, 48% from the floor, 86% from the free throw line, 21 minutes a game. He absolutely can continue to make good money in the NBA for any team, be it the Phoenix Suns or whoever else comes calling. Uh, I agree. I think there were just a lot of people in that 24-hour span. We started to see the money, and I'm not trying to – hyper-localize this too terribly much, but I think there were a lot of people on social media that were talking a lot about, well, man, who, where where, where are these bags going? Why aren't these guys getting this money? Why aren't these guys getting this money? The money's drying up quickly, and you got to get it where you know you can get it. And Cam knew, I, I don't want to necessarily speak for him, but he knew he could get it in Phoenix. They liked what he was doing. I, I get making a deal like that because you don't know once you hit free agency in that first 48 hours, look at the number of deals. And this is where I want to expand it a little bit. Look at the number of deals that were already solidified by, what, 12.01 as of Sunday night, Monday yeah. morning? I mean, it was Shams and, and Woj literally just tweeting as fast as they freaking could. Holy shit, let's go. What did Shams have one right after the TBT the other day? Yeah. 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 After. The Keeper dude that hit psyched. the game winner. Game winner and contact. That was so low key for like being such a thick ass shot. Like, like that was you guys. Somebody sent that into the group, and I was like, you know, I saw the game was on in the living room. I went to my bedroom, so I was gonna lay down for the night, hang out in here, and watch TikTok for three hours. And I like walk out, and I see that on Twitter, and it's like, man, like they've done great marketing that tournament and making it a big deal. For some reason, I just can't really get into it. Like even yeah. the Murray State game, the Murray State game that happened. I watched it on my phone for like the first period. I was also doing something. So like I was like with friends, so I couldn't really watch it. And it was on ESPN3, so it wasn't very advantageous. But I think even if it was, I, unless it was super close, I would have been zoned out. <laughs> or camera like Uh TBT versus Heartfire was close for about the first 15 minutes. And then after that, Heartfire was just, man, they could shoot, dude. They had a bunch of things. I have an Isaiah Cannon was used. Yeah, that hurt a lot. Agreed, agreed. What was the Heartfire team? Where were they from? Most of the Heartfire team was, of course, a bunch of college guys from up north, but they had two guys from Michigan State. 
one guy from Pitt. Uh, they had Stephon Moody from Ole Miss. I mean, they had, they had some dudes. You know, yeah. and Moody's pretty solid. So, you know, the big thing that the big thing that Heartfire did was they were just able to spread the ball and shoot the three. And, uh, you know, Overlooked couldn't, you know, convert on that. A couple guys didn't shoot very well. Didn't they, they were at one point they were being out rebounded 26 to eight. So, you know, size matters. Uh, I just want, I just want to, I just want to sidebar real quick. Yeah. Gage just quote tweeted me in a tweet. Apparently I'm doing really good in training camp. Uh, are you? Yeah, apparently gotten a lot of praise last training camp, but we've gotten Terrell Owens, Randy Moss and Devonte Adams comparisons by week two of this year's camp. So I'm looking good, guys. Looking really good. Good job, man. Congratulations. Looks like, looks like I'm in a good spot to get the bag next year. So. Yeah, and by the and by by the Brian Edwards you're talking about, you're meaning the Oakland Raiders wide receiver. Yeah, the Brian former Edwards. the former South Carolina wide receiver that that has me blocked on Twitter for no reason. Really? Yeah. Does he have you blocked? Yeah, he does. I went and looked at it. Really? I, I don't. I didn't say any. I've never said anything to him. I don't know. That's what you get. Maybe I'm. It was. No, it probably is. That's I mean, so random. No, I, I might have I might have made a joke about me being in being a really good wide receiver or something, and he probably, or he probably got very funny. funny. Or he probably got tired of being tagged in high school like softball. <laughs> Could have been. Tyler, I want to get a hot take from you. It's not been spicy enough yet. Who uh, who wins the NBA championship in 2021? 2021? Uh, Chicago Bulls. Oh, Blake says the Chicago Bulls. No, Are Tyler you thinks the Chicago Bulls. One of the, I, I didn't think they're going to win. I just thought it was a good idea to bet on it. <laughs> yeah, I just think they're going to win the East. Hey, um, since you guys are a group full of degenerates, who? Uh, what are the betting odds right now on the championship? Is it the Lakers right now, or is it the Nets, or what's up? I, I haven't seen odds right now. You can ask anybody that. We're not going to know it off top of our head. I'll look it up. I think Lakers were plus 400 last I checked. I'm right on the UK. Give me a yeah. second. So, the, so the, the favorites right now on Bovada are the Nets at plus 200. Okay. Yeah. And then the Lakers are right behind them at plus 300. The Knicks were uh, plus eight thousand before uh, Kimba got traded there or signed okay. there, and now they're plus eight thousand after. So, so <laughs> I was okay. going to say I'm looking at it right now. They're plus eight thousand. What are you about? Yeah, nothing changed. All right, all right. So as I'm talking to four gambling degenerates here, who do you take right now as a really nice sleeper pick that would pay out well? You take the Bucks for repeat. Yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad one. Yeah, what, 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 950, so. Yeah. Take the what Bucks the to repeat. The Suns are on Bovada. The Suns are uh, 1,800. Yeah, 1,600 on D. I got the Suns at 2,500 last year before the playoffs started. and They almost did it, man. And they almost did it. I don't well, like $10 to, on it, but they I wouldn't be scared to, to, to lay that again. If you want to sprinkle $5 on the Grizzlies to somehow win it, you'd win $500 if they did. Wow. Okay. I want to ask this really quick. Without, yeah, me too. I, I want to ask this super quick without my opinion because you guys know, you know, I don't want the homer button punched on my face. Or Gage isn't like here, that. so you're good for now. That's right. No homer button for now unless Blake does it. Really quick, what do we think the Memphis Grizzlies are doing? Uh, we know the you know the Jonas Valanciunas trade, but Tyler, you, you, you've already jumped in. Not enough. What do we think the what what do we think the Memphis Grizzlies are doing? Uh, Tyler, you can chime in. Everybody chime in. What, what do we think? What's the I next step for these guys now? That they're trade. I think they're going to go after. They could go after Bradley Beal, I guess. 
Yeah, you, that would be the only thing that I think they're gonna try to do in uh, in free agency is go get Bradley Beal, and if that they doesn't happen, do that. if they if they don't do that, there's there's they probably. But he says he really likes Washington. It's gonna have to be a good deal for him to leave there. Yeah, but anything well, short of Bradley Beal, the Wizards are the Grizzlies are just saying they're ooh. accepting their fate as the six seed or worse in the West. Like yeah, they don't have enough. They're basically just accepting the fact that they're gonna be in the play in every year. Yeah. Until until Jaron develops into something that's not a a foul happy well, big guy that can score sixteen points a game. Unless when somebody there. else makes a huge leap alongside Jod, you know, continuing to work on his craft, then they're just not. I, also, be I mean, I also think getting rid of JV takes them a step back, regardless of who they drafted. So, they're I already yeah. think they're not going to be better than what they were last year. Well, what if they – and, again, I'm just asking theoretically. I have my own opinions, obviously. But what happens if they move Eric Bledsoe in the next 10 days? Well, I mean, what's, what's I mean, the what, expectation there? I mean, what do you get from it? It's a negative – if the league considers it a negative asset, you're going to have to give up something for it. Okay. What would, uh, you, just, what would, what would you tag along to, to – on to Bledsoe that you feel like you could get a decent value for? Because do you think the Grizzlies are going to start just saying, screw it, we'll trade first-round draft picks? Sure. So here's 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 what I I'm thinking. I don't think. Just in the immediate part of my mind, because, Tyler, you mentioned you don't think it's enough, and I, I think that's a fair take. I, I don't necessarily – I don't think that's a bad take. I mean, but in my opinion, in, in my opinion, I think for me, one thing that I see uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies is, is not only a, a lot of longevity – I mean, look at the average age. I mean, it's the average age is barely able to drink. It's 20, I think it's 24, 25. I mean, it's young. So you're looking at this situation where you have a roster that's not only built for the long term, but you've got at this moment without the Bledsoe jettison, no matter what happens, the fifth most cap space coming into this week at like 26 million, which is crazy because that's how tight the cap is right now. To think that a team with 26 million ish dollars is one of the richer free agency teams in the NBA is kind of wild to me. So you're not going to make a splash this year. It's clear that some of the free agents that maybe you would have taken a look at in any other year, you've, you've passed on them. They've gone to other teams. It's fine. But like, I feel like the Memphis Grizzlies, they've exceeded expectations the last two years. I mean, do they really throttle back in year three with everybody else getting a year older? I mean, I yeah, I hate, I hate losing JV, but like, are are they not gonna get better? Like, that's my only question, and anybody's welcome. To I, I mean, the, the, the hope ahead. in losing JV would be that it does make you better. Like, that's the obvious want. Mm-hmm. Giving up a player of that caliber, we want to be better. Two to three, one to three, two to four, whatever. That's obviously the goal. But if you do that and you don't really piggyback anything off of it. I feel like you have to you you can't do one thing and then not do the other. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of my feeling. The thing the thing with the Grizzlies right now is you traded away JV, who was not more than just a, a rebounding big guy that you could kick out to, and he spreads the floor. Stephen Adams doesn't spread the floor; he right. can't shoot. He and might. Then, where would you where would you put JV in top centers in the league? Like top, he's middle of the pack probably. Probably think, closer to the higher part of the middle, though. I, I do, I do think Jonas severely underrated, an elite defensive rebounder, 
who was just always in the right place at the right time. I'm more worried about the rebounding than the spreading the floor. You can get somebody to spread the floor. The rebounding, you know, Memphis was one of the top rebounding teams in the league last year, particularly on the defensive side. Uh, and Jonas had a lot to do with that, averaging almost 13 a game. So I, I think that's an ultra concern moving forward, not necessarily just because from a size standpoint, but his placement. He was always in the right space, the right space, at the right time for a defensive rebound. And if we're looking at rebounding perspective, Stephen Adams isn't a bad replacement. He's not as good as JV when it comes to rebounding, but he's a solid rebounder. But however, you also have to look at their past moves because basically they just gave up on the fact that they traded Jay Crowder for nothing because they just released the guy they traded him for. <laughs> so the Justice Winslow project failed epically, and so now who do you have to play the three behind Kyle Anderson? which, by the way, to me, is still not a starting small forward in the league, though he's made improvements. I still think he's a backup. So they need to improve there, and personally, I feel like as much as Dylan Brooks improved this year, I still think there's a step that needs to be made as far as his shot shot selection and shot when to shoot, when not to shoot. He did, he did better, I'll give him that, but he's still not... Um, what they need him to be, I don't think. He, he and Ja were terrific in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, Dylan Brooks was great in the playoffs. I'll give him yeah. that. But, but, yeah, I feel like they took a step back because they got rid of JV and they got um, Steven Adams, who's not as good as JV is. You added Eric Bledsoe, which, I mean, really, it's a negative asset in the league, and your project of trading Jay Crowder away to get Justice Winslow failed epically because you just declined his option. Well, don't so, forget they got a first-round draft pick out of it this year and next. Um uh, again, I'm just trying to remain optimistic. I'm looking at a long-term plan, and they've got cash. So if, if, I'm Xavier, team. if Xavier Tillman continues to develop in a good in a good way, and Desmond Bain continues to develop in a good way, I feel like there's there's a lot of light to be shined on the front court in Memphis in a couple years, and it'll be perfect for the window when Ja and Jaron hit their hit their window. Don't so, forget Darnell Coart. Yeah, Darnell Coart said, yeah. Had another Murray State-esque pass tonight, and that's probably the only highlight he's had in Memphis. To be completely fair, uh, I, I really do like what Shaq has done uh, for I the too. Memphis muscle. He's really – the two things that he's really improved on, transition basketball and his three-point shooting. He had five three-pointers tonight. Uh, they did lose to uh, a B team for, for the Utah, Utah Jazz. But I, I will say, you know, from a local standpoint, I think Shaq is doing – everything that he possibly can to stick in the G League. Does that lead to an NBA opportunity? I'm not sure. Maybe not. But, you know, this is the this is year two and a half, three, year three for him uh, in the G League, and, and he keeps getting invites. So, uh, you know, keeps, more power to him. If he keeps developing himself as a, as a slashing guard that can step out and shoot it a little bit, his defense got him there. So right. his defense will get him in the league eventually if they really think that he's that good. So we'll see. Tyler on the I, Buffalo I, Bills. I think he gets a shot soon. Oh, absolutely. Tyler on the Buffalo Bills. I'm gonna segue here really quick. And I'm I, anybody have any other questions? Fire, fire them away. We're we're rapid firing here. I, I like what you're doing. I like the I like you leading the pack, Ed. That makes me happy. Tyler, yeah. Tyler, are are the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champions in 2022? Answer me this now, right okay. now. Hey, now before Tyler, yes. before Tyler steps in there, I would say that's a team I would put a future on for sure. Yeah, I mean that's one I would hammer. If the running game sure is, the running game is any better than it was last year, and last year it wasn't good, and 
Emmanuel Sanders, I don't think, is the answer as a number two, but I think he helps. You have Cole Beasley, who we talked about earlier. I think the defense is going to be better. You have Star, Luatue coming back, opted out. Right. I think it's done. I think, I think, I think they're Super Bowl champs. You can't take any deep shots with Cole Beasley, but that's a COVID nineteen joke. Yeah, can we talk about can we take can we talk about Joe uh, Cole Beasley getting a eighty six an eighty six in Madden and is the exact same as Cooper Cup and AJ and, and the same as AJ Brown, which is also ridiculous. I don't understand why AJ Brown isn't at least a ninety one, and that's just an arbitrary number that I picked out of my rear end. But like, legitimately, AJ Brown and Julio Jones, who by the way. I'm fixing to write a lot about for clutch points. I actually think Julio Jones gets like 60 catches and 1,100 yards this year. In this well, surprisingly, um, to sidebar, the uh, Bavada's got the Bills at plus 1,300 for the Super Bowl. What are the Titans right now? Plus 2,500. That's not bad. Hey, you missed out on a good plug there. What was the What was the, What was the good plug? I missed it. What? Help me out here. What's clutch points? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Let's... Oh gosh. No, I'm enjoying writing for Clutch Points. I don't get to write for them as much as I as I as I want to, but I would say Clutch Points is relatively a, a crazy hot take place where a lot of writers across the world write about professional sports. So I, I don't get to. I wrote quite That's a bit in the in the six months that I was unemployed uh, due to some unfor, unforeseen and un, unfortunate circumstances. Uh, but uh, but I will say I've enjoyed my time with Clutch Points and. Look forward to continuing targeted articles. I wrote a little bit about the Memphis Grizzlies and just what I thought uh, they would do in the offseason. And hilariously enough, there's still a few guys that I thought they might be interested in free agency that are still available, but other guys have been scooped up super quickly. Did you go 0 for 5? Uh, No, 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 no. I actually haven't gone 0 for 5. Hamadou Diallo Diallo is still available. Uh, Malik Monk, of course, took less money to go to the Lakers. Uh, I didn't think about Kendrick Nunn, but the more that I think about it, that would have been fun in Memphis. Uh, but he took less money to go to the Lakers. Uh, Cameron Payne, of course, I knew he was going to go to the Suns. I knew that, but it would have been cool to see him back in Memphis and as a backup point guard with Ja. That would have been kind of just a neat, you know, you know, slap the homer button. But it would have been a cool story. Uh, but there's still the one guy that I wrote about that I was hoping would get a chance with Memphis that maybe they'd go get, because it seems like they're relatively close, is Melo. And I knew Melo wasn't going to go to Memphis. That was stupid. But it was cool to think about the possibility of a veteran guy who has a lot of respect for John Morant to come to Memphis and be like a mentor in a playoff situation. I, I think that would have been really cool. But it's clear the the banana the banana boat excuse me rules all so but no back to the NFL I uh, uh yeah I I, I I think Buffalo's I think Buffalo is absolutely fantastic I think Kansas City obviously Patrick as long as Patrick Mahomes has two healthy legs they're going to be elite I think Tom Brady uh, is going to be ridiculous again this year I, uh, Aaron Rodgers is probably on a revenge tour with Green Bay uh, you know so I mean. I'm really looking forward to this year, but I really love what the Buffalo Bills have done, uh, especially in the offseason. This feels like a trap, so Blake, go ahead. No, I just think like it's tough to see in the games you watched against the Bills and the Chiefs last year, it's tough to see the Bills ever really being able to get over that hump and, and get over the Chiefs. It seems kind of like a supersonic playoff game. Do what? They did not play well in the playoff game. And they did not. By 10. 
And so I'm like, yeah. okay. And the thing is, and somebody asked me if I was mad. I'm like, I can't be mad. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's a Super Bowl champion. Right. MVP. But he like, also seems like a super cool dude. Right. Like, like I don't mean that. Like, I know that we're not necessarily supposed to care about NFL personalities. Like, the dude's making $400 million for the next umpteen years. But, like, Patrick Mahomes seems like the guy that would, like, just walk into a Waffle House, sit down with you, have an omelet, talk about Kansas City Chiefs offense, and then have a good day. Like, I, I just I, – maybe I'm wrong there, but he just seems like a cool guy. Carry on. I just want sure. to throw that. I don't get that. I don't get it. I don't feel like you would do that. But. Way cooler than Josh Allen. <laughs> He's not cooler than Josh Allen. Doesn't have as good of an arm as Josh Allen. So – doesn't have as big of hands as Josh Allen either. Speaking of Josh Allen, I, I, really, I like <laughs> I liked what Jonathan Harkey, our former, our current friend, but our former Murray State Athletics friend, I really liked the video that he tweeted. Harkey the other day tweeted a video about how, uh, like Josh Allen was like handshakes with all the guys. We're all like real different, real signature handshakes. Like, yo, bro, come, come, give it to me. And he had like a thing, and then like with another guy, he had like a really intricate other like designed hand. I don't know. It just seemed like this Josh is... Allen really is connected with his team. I'm surprised you haven't this asked is... me the other question. This is a very different conversation in a involving different context. Buffalo. So, what's, what's the other question that I'm supposed to ask you, Tyler? Involving Buffalo. Buffalo, 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 the sentence Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Like leaving Buffalo. No, they're going. They're going to Austin. Gosh, I don't want to ask that because I don't. The speculation seems silly. Of course, we thought the speculation was silly when St. Louis was about to leave, and then here they are, gone to LA. St. Crocky is about as loved in St. Louis as the Pagulas are in Buffalo. So (laughs) we will sidebar to this. Matt Stafford's plus sixteen hundred for MVP. By the way. Really? Oh, yeah, I think he's going to top five MVP voting. You think so? Matt Stafford, top five MVP voting? Yeah. Done deal. Yeah. yeah. I love that's it. Gonna be a, that's going to be the funnest team to watch, in my opinion, this year. Yeah. I also like that you use the word, the word funnest. Like, You're going to funnest Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt Stafford had a pretty good wide receiver for a long – for not a long time, but several years. Yeah. And Never he couldn't – Really yeah. good together. Hey, yeah. hey! I actually, I'm gonna. I'm he also, gonna, he also didn't have a defense though. I've got another quick yeah. question here because I can actually name Mike Schwartz. I can Mike name Schwartz. what's his name? Jason Schwartz. <laughs> Tyler, I can name your favorite. Team. I almost said Jaden Schwartz, but he plays for the Blues. Brian, I can name your favorite team. Blake, I can name your favorite team. Keith, I actually don't know your favorite team. Ch- ch- like lay lay it on me here. What do you got? What? He's, who's your NFL squad? He's not very proud of him. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't say it with such gusto. You didn't say that with a lot of pizzazz, man. This year is our year. Wow, you, you didn't say that with a lot of pizzazz. It's either. like every year. I trust them. Almost it's like they say it every look, year. Look, We're plus okay. 130 in the East to win the East. I was about to, say, to be fair, last year was probably going to be a really good year for him before Dak decided he didn't want to play so, football and got hurt. Yeah, Dak was having an MVP year. Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. I've got a friend that keeps telling me that the Redskins, the football team, is going to win that division, and I'm just like, you're insane. I want to mention. I'm not against that. I I don't think the Eagles. I don't think. I think the Eagles have a chance. I don't think the Giants have a shot. I think the Redskins. Sorry, the uh, football team have. I mean, to drop the R word on live. 
<laughs> but, but I mean, but they no, like, like it's nice it's, to see you have a liver. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, I'll bombs, say the F word, but bombs. I won't. Nope. Keith, Keith, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you you have to. You've brought up a great point. There are two teams right now that have changed their squads' names. You have the Cleveland Indians that are now the Cleveland Guardians, based on their rich history uh, like for their for, for now. Their they, won't be the, they won't be the Guardians for long. Not after that roller derby team gets into court. Right. <laughs> a good Between point. the name and the logo, they are so. They're they're so they're just crazy. I thought you were going to say it. <laughs> so no, so yeah, you're not bad. you're not wrong. That's a good that's a good point. But like, it, you have to think about it. The Cleveland Guardians and the Washington Football Team are two teams that a lot of people don't have committed. They haven't committed to memory yet. That like, oh, that they're, they're not going to be that anymore. Um, I bought a uh, cheap Wahoo hat two years ago because I knew this was coming. Not that I'm like super into like Indians, I would never say the R word on my, but uh, I just like it. Yeah, you know, it's like a memento to the past. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I did. Like I don't like the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs, uh, like the Paducah Chiefs. Like I almost bought a jersey this summer for forty bucks just because they look sick. Like I don't have any. Have like any like you know legions to them or anything like that. Like I was I was also at a railroaders game, and you know the railroaders have to be like the lamest mascot. But the jerseys were game worn. They were ten dollars. I almost bought one. I oh yeah. Them. But like uh, like even just like the Chiefs like logo. I I bought a T-shirt like just their logo and stuff like the headdress and you know, I like that. That's I think that stuff's cool. I think that depending on how I think depending on uh, how you use it and how like you go like. The Braves doing the chop is, you know, has people, you know, up in arms and same way with the Seminoles uh, down in Florida State, you know, it's all. Yeah, and then also the actual Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that do it. So it's kind of weird that the Indians made their move whenever the backlash could have equally been dispersed between all those different franchises. Like they just like act like they had a target on their back. They went picked a lame ass, I didn't say. G word like I almost was going to a lame ass mascot that could have been the spiders. <laughs> like, yeah, you made a move you didn't have to make, and then you like made it worse then, by taking it. You made that bad. Yeah, like I don't like, know. Nobody was begging you to change your lo- change your team name, and then you went up and screwed like, up the paint. Washington, Washington football, like <laughs> there was there was like some pretty like racist undertones there. And right. I won't say that the Indians and the other places don't have that, but the Washington's the, bad. Yeah, the Redskins, like it, though, obviously. And Joe Gibbs yeah. sucks. Or so, not Joe Gibbs, but uh, what's What we were Dan, originally uh, talking is about. Is it Dan Snyder? Yeah. yeah. Joe Gibbs the old owner. What we were originally talking about was just the concept that you love the Cowboys, but I like I, I like that sidetrack. I mean, I mean, it's obviously something really important to talk about. You're not wrong about the Guardians. It's extremely possible that they already have to change the change. Uh, just because of the popular roller derby team within the Cleveland city limits. Um, uh, but, you know, we go back to the Dallas Cowboys. I grew up loathing the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I wasn't so much a – I was a Buffalo Bills fan, but it was because I was a Thurman Thomas and a Jim Kelly fan. I had a Jim Kelly poster uh, on my wall growing up as a kid, and to see the Dallas Cowboys just mercilessly – uh, ruin Buffalo's hopes in the playoffs every year. You know, as a kid Jeez. growing up was tough. 
The um, disconnect there is crazy, like, between, like, you know, you saying you were 10 and me being 10. Like, you were 10 in, what, 95, 96? I was, like, I was 10 in 1995, yes. I was I'm, not age, I'm not aging you. I'm just saying that, like, the Cowboys, obviously, that's, you know, the second part of their heyday in the last 60 years. Mm-hmm. For me, when I was 10, uh, the quarterback was, like, Benny Testaverde. Right. <laughs> or Drew Bledsoe, one of the two. I, I get them mixed up. It was one of those two before <laughs> Romo took over. And, you know, it was, so. the year before it was Quincy Carter who didn't do anything. Like, when I started watching probably, like, 02-03, between that time to when Romo took over in the second half for Bledsoe in that game, like, we were ass mountain. We were not good, you know. And every team had goes through that. The Cardinals went through the same kind of phase in the 90s. But the Cowboys have still yet to return to uh, to the prime team that they're supposed to be. And obviously, I'd like to say, you know, every the reason I said this, our, this year is our year the way I did is because, like, offense is supposed to be one of the best in the NFL, and then the defense is going to shit the bed like it always does. It's just well, it's, see, that's it's a thing. different Look, year, but it's the same thing every, every year. I, I think it's extremely possible that Dak Prescott averages 375 yards passing this year uh, per game. I, I think that he was on pace to do that last year. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately had a tough injury. But, you know, I think that's a great point. Blake, why are the Tennessee Titans going to win the Super Bowl in 2022? Why are the Titans going to do that? Because I feel like you've got a good point here. What's happening there? Uh, Unlike Tyler, I'm not delusional, and I know that they're not going to. Oh, but but if they do, why do they do it? All right, then I'll I'll change the question. Because they have the most dynamic offense in the NFL. Yeah, I think it's a good point. On I mean, paper, they have the most dynamic offense in the NFL on paper. Yeah, I could have been over yeah. here saying, man, the Cowboys use the Cowboys, but I'm not like, I'm a realist. Julio Jones right. can come out there and right. not do shit this year. I mean, yeah. he'll be good. Do we expect him yeah. to? It's tough no, to see. what I mean, I'm saying, he could. If you're a defense, how do you really defend that? Like, we, we've discussed this before, but, I mean, yeah. you, you stack the box and you leave two of – the I mean, two leave, top, top five, top yeah. most explosive guys in the NFL to kill you that way, or you basically drop back into coverage and, and let Derrick Henry kill you, and that's a threat that even they couldn't do last year with, with even A.J. and Corey Davis. Um, so, I mean, I would imagine defenses are going to, I mean, stack the box more than they would. Um, Don't you forget the efforts of Michael Pruitt, Johnny Smith and Anthony Parker. Yeah. Right. So, but they anyway, died so who could live. Michael Pruitt's yeah. not there anymore. Neither is Johnny, but either Look, I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, year, but, oh, like yeah. Julio is definitely a step Where's above Michael? Corey Davis. Everybody can everybody who has eyes and watches football can agree with that. Um Ferkshire's gonna be really good, I think. I think okay. they're gonna they're gonna take a lot they're gonna put a lot of attention on AJ Brown and uh and Julio. And that's going to open up Ferkster and and do they have a pass catching back or is it just going to be Henry all the time? I'm trying to think who their uh, and then who's their number three? Their down back is it, is it yeah. Reynolds. Well, I'd love to. Well, it's, it's it's a it's it's yeah, a Darrington, isn't it? Darrington Evans, if he's still there. Jeremy love, McNichols. Look, I know it Jeremy sounds McNichols crazy. Would be, yeah. I, I know this sounds crazy, and I'm always going to preach for old vets to come into a locker room and change things, but I would love, love for the Titans. Hear it, hear it, hear it. No, no I, I, I want him to go get Adrian Peterson. Just go do it. Yeah, just, 
just just go get a freaking thirty eight year old man who's gonna come in there, catch passes, save Derrick Henry's legs. I know I'm crazy. I don't care. I love I think, my old veterans. See, I think the big thing about that is is the Titans offense runs through Derrick Henry so much that it's really hard to get him off the field and right. and I mean he's been so good for you guys and stuff like that. But back to what I was saying. I mean we Julio need an and AJ. Ticker. Tyler, yeah. where's the NFL ticker? Julio and A.J. Brown are going to take so much attention off of Ferkser and Josh Reynolds in the pass game that it's going to be insane. Yeah. yeah. And then a dump down to Jeremy McNichols if they need it. But at the same time, like, if you focus Julio and A.J. and you're dropping – you're putting six in the box and dropping five in coverage or whatever it is, like, Derrick Henry's going to have a field day. I was I, I was doing some mock drafts so, today. Who do, you, who do you take if you're uh, – in a fantasy league, are you taking Julio or AJ? AJ's being drafted first, and I think that's probably the right call. I think but that's does Julio right go move. before him? No, I, I think Julio's repertoire as a TD catcher is not very good the last few years. I would say I did the same thing when Julio was in Atlanta. I took Calvin Ridley. So Right. Like, Julio's going to take the attention off of AJ as much as yeah. – I don't know, maybe not now because Julio's a little bit older and they might focus AJ Brown, but – it, either way, I mean, if you focus AJ Brown, Julio's going to get open. Sure, I would I love AJ will be a target machine. The man, the man wears Waffle House cleats because he's always open. So I, I would, and I love that. I would love to see. Let's bring the revenge tour up again because I'm always a big fan of. I, lo- I, I love a good revenge tour. I think for me, I would love to see Julio catch 75 passes for 1,200 yards. I was 60 and 1,100 five freaking minutes ago. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. I'd love to see the revenge. I thought, I thought he said that about AJ Brown and not just Julio. Take that, take that to the next. Oh, was it AJ Brown? I think it was. Oh. But still, but still, like that's what I'm saying. I'd love to see, and that means you got to think. That means Tannehill finishes finishes with like 65 percent completion rate, 35 touchdowns, 4,500 yards passing. I mean, the the possibility with Reynolds and Ferkser on underneath all of that is extremely possible. Uh, mm-hmm. which is extremely wild to see. Uh, happy for Tannehill. I want to ask this really quick. Who is the – we've already talked a little bit of dark horse candidacy in the NBA. Who's the dark horse candidate in the NFL? Who who sneaks in maybe week seven, week eight, gets to the playoffs accidentally, and maybe makes some noise and really disrupts things? Because we know Aaron Rodgers, we know Patrick Mahomes, we know Tom Brady. We know these guys are going to continue to produce – who sneaks in? Who 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 causes a lot of trouble? The Arizona Cardinals. The Browns. Are there are those dark horse? I'd say Cardinals are more dark horses than the yeah, Browns. Yeah, the Browns are going to win their division. The Browns are going to win the division. division. But would you put them ahead of Tampa or Buffalo or no? But that's not the that's not the Kansas question. City? Yeah, but that's they're not the, the fourteen though. But I mean, they, the question is who who sneaks in and causes problems? Who sneaks the, in and the ruins the headlines? Sneaks the Cardinals. In, I mean. The Cardinals could not any of the teams that we've listed. So the Cardinals yeah. could finish third in the West and sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, Cardinals. Cardinals are a sneak team, but Cardinals are picked to finish last in the division, which is crazy. Seems crazy to me. Well, that, I mean, the NFC West is the hardest division. It's so to tough, for sure. Which is um, funny because what, like, 10, I would say the Rams like the worst finish. division in football. Oh yeah, yeah. Ten, fifteen years ago, that was the worst yeah. division in football. I don't know. See, it, it's it's really because I don't know. You look at Seattle's defense. And if Russ can cook well enough, like they can Pete win Carroll's games. Pete Carroll's still gonna be Pete Carroll, so I don't know if I trust the Seahawks anymore. Yeah, Seattle They'll still win Seattle. games. They shouldn't win, but yeah. So, but I mean, 
Russell Wilson's going to do what Russell Wilson does for at least half the season. Yep. Um, we don't know what to expect out of Kyler and his, what, is this his third season now? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, especially with the weapons that he's got. D-Hop really likes A.J. Green. I was watching a podcast today. Said he might be the best receiver he's ever played with, and that's saying a lot because D-Hop's played with Andre Johnson and – in Houston. Wow. Well, I mean, and here's the other thing, too. You've got to think that's about... <laughs> Andre Johnson. Yeah. I mean, Andre yeah. Johnson was great in Houston. Well, that's what I'm saying. You've got to think about... Now, he did actually... I saw a podcast where apparently DeAndre Hopkins kind of crapped on Rondale Moore a little bit, but that's uh, that's rookie hazing. That's part of it. But you've got Rondale Moore there. You take a look at what... But I agree. D-Hop and A.J. Look, A.J. had... Do they, have, do they still have Christian Kirk also? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. D-Hop, unfortunately, or A.J. Green, actually, is what I meant to say. A.J. Green, unfortunately, last year, I think was probably due for a a really nice season with rookie quarterback Joe Burrow. They kind of didn't get off on the same page. There was some drop issues. A.J. didn't necessarily get open. Joe wasn't looking for him. All sorts of different combinations. I don't think there was any ill will there. They started to find a little bit of rhythm by, like, what, week four, week five, maybe? And then uh, I had A.J. in fantasy, and there were a couple games where he was targeted like 10, 11, 12 times, uh, but just couldn't get the catches down and all that sort of stuff. And then Joe got hurt, you know, a tough mm-hmm. uh, tough situation with Washington football team and a really, really clean defensive play that just didn't go Joe's way. So, like, I think A.J.'s time in Cincinnati was amazing, but if this is the fresh restart that he needs for another good two to three years with Kyler Murray, who's literally good for 300 and – Maybe even a buck fifty at times in rushing, but typically fifty to sixty yards rushing in like a Vince Young type style uh, with a little bit more accuracy. It's wild what Arizona could probably do uh, offensively. Offensively, we, we're talking about another dark horse. I don't know if they're a dark horse enough to win the Super Bowl, but the Chargers are going to be solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I mean, Justin Herbert is going to have – I mean, Justin Herbert's going to do what Phillip Rivers did. He's going to have the Chargers at least somewhat in the conversation every year. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. But, uh, Phillip Rivers is – He's open to returning. But before is we Phillip that, Rivers coming back to be the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts? Let's, yes let's, no. do, let's do a race here. Is Phillip Rivers going to have his 10th child, or is he going to come back to the NFL first? <laughs> well, he's got question. a football team to coach, so that's – I think that's what's stopping him right now. Yeah. I mean, to that high school team. But uh, one, one, thing, one thing that's, one thing that's cool about Herbert, while we're still on Herbert, is that how many teams sacrifice an old uh, franchise quarterback and then actually end up with a new franchise quarterback. Doesn't happen often. Sure. That, it doesn't. Uh, Props to them for that. I do want to go back onto the NFC West. I know I said the Cardinals would be a dark horse, but I also the wouldn't Colts be surprised. The Colts are the only team I can think of, like, immediately in my head. Exactly. Yeah, and we know how that worked out, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, back on the, yeah, the NFC West, I think that um, even though I think the Cardinals could be a dark horse, I do think at the same time they could very well win that division. So, yeah. That division's, that, that division's wild because San Francisco could either compete with Trey Lance yeah. or it could compete with the other man himself. Jay I mean, it's, it's, it's extremely possible that I mean, and that Jimmy Garoppolo gets it done. And that's the, yeah. you know, I mean, they've got Trey Lance taking snaps with the one right now, with the ones right now. They've got Jimmy taking snaps with the one. 
Maybe they go with a dual quarterback system. Probably not. That's 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 college. That doesn't happen a lot in the NFL. But you have a situation where what if you know what if Jimmy gets, gets traded midseason, you know, to a to a contending team or to a team that's like on the cusp. We haven't even talked about the Miami Dolphins yet and what you know Tua Tagovailoa is capable of doing. Uh, Honestly, in, no. In the, the more we talk about the more we talk about like NFL, I'm getting more excited for the season because I was just thinking. You bring up a good point with uh, with the Dolphins and, you know, the restructured AFC East as far as, you know, the power alignment that's gone on since Brady left. But the, both the AFC North and the NFC North are going to be just scratch and clawed divisions where anybody can end up at one, two, three, four. Right, and yeah. at, what, at, at what point does Chicago make its switch to its brand-new shiny I don't think that I don't think that takes very long. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think you'd be stupid not to. It's yeah. wild, like, what Chicago was able to get with Justin Fields and flip all of that. And we haven't even – like, there's just so many different storylines in the NFL. The Ravens got better. Jacksonville, That's I'm really excited to see what Trevor Lawrence is doing. Like, I mean, it's going to be absolutely wild for two or three of these teams. I think, I think, Trevor, I think the Jags win, game, win a couple games. It's a lot like Burrow did in Cincinnati, like – they're going to knock on the door a lot, but they're going to beat a couple teams that they probably shouldn't. Right. Bur- Burrow and Burrow and uh, Lawrence are going to help their teams stay in games they shouldn't still be in. Uh-huh. And then there's going to be other ulterior factors that, whether it's defense or like a guy on offense who doesn't make a play that should have made a play, that's going to cost them a few games. You know, it's going to be, and it's I mean, going to be I, the unfortunate circumstances of losses like that. I'm stoked, number one. You take a look at what the Patriots spent in money. Going back to that division, uh, Bill Belichick and those guys were like, hey, you know what? We're not only we're going to go draft Mac Jones, but we're going to get a healthy Cam Newton back. We're going to go just sign a bunch of guys for a lot of money. We've never done that before. And and then we're just going to get better. And then, you know, the Panthers, Lord knows what they're going to do. Rumor is they're still looking at Deshaun Watson. Where's Watson going? You know, is he going to jail? Or is he going to play football? I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it's absolutely crazy what's extremely possible uh, with the NFL, you know, these headlines that are coming up. And preseason starts, like, tomorrow. I mean, yeah. Tomorrow. Hall of Fame games tomorrow. It's wild. And, like, I, we're all going to be drafting teams in the next three weeks. And, and here's the other uh, crazy are we, thing. Too. Are we redoing our, uh, our league from last year? Right. We should. What are, you know, the Las Ve- I, I think the Las Vegas Raiders – have a shot at the NFL yeah, playoffs. You look at how look at how good the Raiders were in the offseason. They drafted well, which is hard to say because they never do that. <laughs> and then they went and signed. Now they have an all-Alabama backfield that's extremely successful in Drake and, and Jacobs. So what do you – I mean, like, it's unbelievable what a lot of different teams in the NFL did in this offseason uh, to just get better. And there's still like 15 teams we haven't talked about that probably deserve at least a mention or two. I think it's on the success. I think it's a lot like the uh, like the NBA. We're finally starting to see teams that weren't necessarily doing anything, like yeah. the Bulls and the Knicks, finally starting to do it. Like just, Bulls and Knicks are good in basketball again. It's like it's 1996 all over again. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're just like teams in the NFL are tired of spending this money and not being good again, or at least not competing. Take a look at what New Orleans is trying to do. New Orleans has spent a considerable amount of money preparing for the absenteeism and the and the and the and the retirement of, of Drew Brees. So what did they do? Not only did they re-sign, 
you know, Hill, uh, who's a utilitarian who can do a lot of different little things for your offense, but then they have installed Jameis Winston, who's taking reps with the one. Then they went and signed Devonta Freeman at running back when they're already deep there with Latavius Murray and um, uh, Alvin Kamara. So it's just one of those situations like all of these different NFL teams are getting good, and I think it's going to lead to some really competitive NFL football. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. I'm with Keith. I'm super excited about the season. I'm I've grown to like the NFL maybe one of my favorite seasons. Just because it is compact. gambling. It's a lot of gambling. Best, best gambling day of the of the of the, of the week is, it is. Okay. It's fucking awesome. The season right. is kind of compact and I like that that it's go 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 go. All right. For you four guys, Tyler, Brian, Keith, Blake, who has the coolest off season in all of professional sports? Like the best off season. Who is who typically creates the most headlines? Is it NFL? Is it NHL? Oh, it's it's, it's got to be It's got to be the, it's gotta be the, the winter meetings of baseball, dude. They just get I get oh, riled up. They just get me going. I will. I I'm hard for two weeks straight. This week. Man, what about the end? The independent baseball league. Yeah, I love it. No, no I, I, I asked that question mostly in jest, but I, I legitimately – I do think the NFL offseason is always fun. MLB is always great, but there's no salary cap, so it's like whatever. Yeah, it's it's annoying. It was like trade deadline day. Trade deadline day got annoying yeah. just yeah. because this, this person got dealt to the Dodgers. This person got dealt to the Yankees. This person got dealt to the Dodgers. The NBA offseason, one, because of salary cap, two, because of storylines, but three, just because of the amount of petty that typically happens with an NBA storyline in the offseason. I have to give the NBA offseason. It's an easy dub for me. I will say this, though. The trade deadline did bring a lot of eyes back to baseball, and I feel like that was great for the sport. But at the same time, as as a, a very big majority of Yankees and Dodger haters, because they buy championships. Sure. There needs to be a salary floor at least and then and or a salary cap in baseball because I I just don't feel like in my opinion you can't you shouldn't be able to pay five players like the Dodgers do the same amount of money that the entire Baltimore Orioles organization. Right, right, yeah. Uh-huh. For sure. You either need a floor to make everybody pay the same amount or you need a cap to limit the the super teams from being formed. But I mean, at the end of the day, baseball is one of those sports that it's it's uh you got to show up every day to 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 be good. And I mean, look at the Yankees; like they still try to buy their championships, and they're sitting third in the AL East right now. So, granted, I mean, they just got Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo, so we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But yeah, the outfield is Joey Gallo, John Carlos Stanton, and Aaron Judge. That's absurd. There's, a, there, there's enough money in that outfield to pay the Tampa Bay Rays. Tyler, Keith, I know you guys are big Cardinal fans here as we pivot to some Major League Baseball talk. Do we, do you wanna, do we wanna close on this? Because it is eleven forty five. And I got one more football preview, right? Blake Blake Sandlin, who is your major league baseball team? I know you're not a Blake giant baseball, baseball fan, but who are you? Do you, who do you bet on typically, or or do you do you see a lot of baseball action? What's what's your team right now? Blake's been so checked out; he doesn't even know who the fuck he's at. <laughs> what sport are we talking about? What? 
I, I was asking Blake, like, Blake, what's your Major League Baseball team? He's, like? he's probably got you. It's like he's got you muted. He's just looking at the camera. He's not a baseball guy. I know that. Yeah. He's not a huge baseball guy. I mean, obviously, it's it's easy to see that I'm a huge. Baseball's so hard to even bet on. Like, if you're not, it's like, there's a lot of sports that you can still bet on, even if you're not big on them. Like, soccer's one for me, but, like, yeah, right. same for me. Like, baseball is so damn hard. It's just, you're really just throwing money in the fire. You're like, just throwing money in the fire. Everything. Yeah. They say that about every every gambling thing, but baseball is so so dang hard. Yeah, you're literally throwing money up in the air and hoping you can catch it. So any given night, the Marlins or the Pirates can beat somebody by their run line. Yeah. So I'm a, I mean, it's no question that I'm a huge Reds fan. I mean, I think I think everybody definitely knows that. I've made it abundantly clear uh, that I've been a, a pretty big Cincinnati stand for quite some time. So you know, I know that you know since about 2010, I've been pretty content with about 500 baseball. Uh, and the Cardinals or the Brewers, you know, or with an occasional sprinkle of, of the Pirates uh, being really good. So I, I get that, you know, it's been it's been tough. We haven't seen a World Series World Series win since 1990, you know, back in the days of uh, Eric Davis and Chris Sabo. And, you know, I was five years old, you know, when they win the World Series. But um, I, I guess going back to baseball, for me, I, I think you're not wrong about what the Dodgers and the Yankees did. But uh, – I will say, but on that note, I do think there are some other teams that did what they needed to do, like the Padres. Yeah, field is now Eric Hosmer, Adam Frazier, Tatis Jr., and Machado. It's great. That that's a pretty solid. I mean, and you look at you look at um, the Mets. I mean, they have the best middle infield yeah. in baseball. Best middle infield in in the game. Yeah. Yeah, with Lindor and. Uh, and Javi before Pires. that, it could have been. I mean, hell, it could have been Pittsburgh before that. Yeah. yeah. Look, here's the one thing that I will say about Pittsburgh. Um, with, with him and um, Cronenworth. I, I hate I hate the fact that, you know, I hate the fact that Pittsburgh gets a lot of hate. First of all, I'll, even though I've never been, I've seen it on television, I very desperately want to go to their baseball stadium. I hate their baseball no. stadium's trash. 100%. I, 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 I want to what, go. What's trash? PNC Park. PNC Park's trash? I want to – I just – one time, though, as a National League Central fan, even though I loathe the Cardinals, if it makes you feel any better, I loathe the Yankees more than I loathe the Cardinals. So there is that. It but does. for me, like, I want to go to PNC Park at least once. But like, for, but, but, but going back to the – which didn't it used to be called Three Rivers? What is Three mm-hmm. Rivers Stadium? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the old so, one was Three Rivers. PNC opened in, like, 2000. Right, exactly. So, so what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm going back to – with all of that is, I you know, the, the years of, of Kutch with the Pirates, I, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was definitely rooting for the Pirates in the, in those years of early McCutcheon, Andrew McCutcheon. The fact, that, the fact that shortly after that they were able to just let guys like Joe Musgrove and uh, Garrett Cole go just mm-hmm. makes me, and, and Josh Bell now, like, there's no reason to feel sorry for them. I keep forgetting about Josh Bell. Yeah. They've done, yeah, they've done so think. much to themselves. Yeah. So Hell, even looking back to being – if we're going way back, Jason Bay, Jason Kendall, and uh, – uh, uh, wasn't, the wasn't there a half? That uh, Jack there? Wilson. They wasted those years too. Jack Wilson is short. He was right. a great pirate. So you take a look. You take a look at their talent right now. You, you, you walk Josh. You walk Josh Bell off. I get that. You let him. You let him roll. 
But like you now have Kibron uh Kibron Hayes, excuse me. Who's gonna be a stud. Who's yeah. gonna be a stud. Who's gonna be a stud. And you know Kibron Hayes after the next thirty six months is probably just gonna But dude that le- that left side of that infield is good. With with Hayes and with Jay Cronenworth. I mean that left side of that infield is good. Yeah. They also wasted Josh Harrison and Starling Marte. Well, didn't they have a hat that was there that was really good when he was there, too? I feel like there it. wasn't there a pitcher that was there that was really good. They had did they have Chris Archer? I feel like Chris Archer started there, too. That's you it. know what? Hold on. We have the Google machines. I want to check. Did we lose Blake? Is he not a baseball? Yes, he was. He was at uh he was in Pittsburgh for two years. Yes, yes, yeah, he yeah. was. Yep. Unreal. When did he fit? Chris Archer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but he, was, he uh, wasn't in there early. He was at Tampa for the early uh-huh. part of his career. But he so was, was uh, yeah. Jay, uh, hey, uh, uh, Brian, J.A. Happ was also with Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, J.A. Happ. Happ. Happ was really good. Yep. Yeah, he's so he old, damn old, dude. Yeah. Well, now he's old and he tonight. threw a stinker tonight for the Cardinals, but. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome. We're 500 finally. We're not allergic to it anymore. Congrats. It's been a Five long time coming. We've been one. We've bounced back and forth from one game to two games below 500 for like the last four weeks. I love what the We're Braves the did. Same thing for last I, I do like what the Braves did. They got they went and got their outfield back. Kind of um, can't really make up a loss for Acuna, but Jock Peterson and. Uh, Jorge Soler and Rosario are good got good gets. Richard Rodriguez is another good one that's really good. It's going to bolster the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, bring up that wife beater you guys had on left field. Yeah, I don't want to imagine yeah. paying a guy like that. Didn't yeah, no, me. right. Wait, did they get Eddie Rosario? Yeah, we got Rosario. Oh, really? From the Twins? Yeah, we got him for nice. like we got him for like scraps, I think. Oh, oh we didn't. We didn't. Pay, we actually didn't pay a whole lot. I think the we paid Richard Rod. We got Richard Rodriguez. We had to trade Kyle uh, Muller out. But I think, or I think that was who it was. But yeah, well, I don't, I don't like to associate uh, with Marcelo Zuna and his wife beating tendencies. Uh, it was a former Cardinal. Too. Actually, he straight up told his wife he was going to kill her, but and somehow got his charge dropped from a felony to a misdemeanor. So I hate to pivot back to basketball as we continue to talk about these. Different yeah, Danny Green's back on the Sixers, by the way. Two things: Danny Green is back on the Sixers, two-year deal, twenty million to stay with Philly as the process continues to play out big dividends. And then according to a year to go two for eight from the field, right? Yep. According to ESPN and many other sources watching the game, USA is down to Australia, 41, 26. The game is clearly not over, but man, that has been an odd situation back and forth. And this is the bad team. Here's, here's no, the deal. They already dunked on the U.S. once. They've already dunked on the U.S. once. Patty Mills, who just signed a really, really nice deal with the Brooklyn Nets, is one for seven from the field, and Australia is still up. So it's is interesting. Interesting. Who else is playing? playing for Australia? Yeah, Patty Mills is playing, playing for Australia. Yes. No, uh, Delvadova, Matthew Delvadova. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Delhi is actually playing. Uh, spot minutes for Australia. Uh, is Aaron Baines an Australian? Is that right? Uh, I don't know if is. That may just be way off base. I don't know. That was a guess. Like Can I pull up this? I'm trying to find a way to pull up the. There we go. 
So let's see. Uh, Joe Ingles has got seven points. Yeah, Delhi's playing. How could we forget yeah. him? Yeah, Delhi's playing. He's 0 for 1 from the Fuck field. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's get it. Aaron Baines hasn't come into the game, but he's playing. Yeah, you I guys were right. Yeah, Baines plays it. for Australia. They have Dante Exum's got t- Dante Exum's three for three from yeah, the field yeah. with ten points. And then don't forget, still play for the Jazz. Or is that like is that like eight right. years ago? I feel like that was like eight years ago. No, that, wasn't, that was a thing though, right? Dante yeah, Exum was drafted by Utah, but he did yeah, not he, play for them anymore. Yeah, let's say he got All drafted right. by them. And then Matisse Thibel's playing for the Australians too. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty solid. I mean, I mean it's obviously not what the USA has, that's, but that's one of the more solid teams for sure. But the fact that the US is getting clowned too. by them, not good. Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah. Have, I think I'm gonna go watch this and watch these webinars, dudes. I got like three. I got a meeting in the morning. So, uh, last couple of points. Exum last played for the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, this past season before I think an injury kind of set him to the side. But he certainly has been a key defensive rotation player uh, in the NBA. There's no doubt about that. Kind of been like a Chris Dunn type, uh, no doubt. Which, by the way, Chris Dunn, at least for right now, I believe is a Boston Celtic. Yeah, he's um, got flipped though, isn't he? Uh, possibly. You never know. Uh, but then that's that. that you, that's the thing. Like, you've got Dante Exum, who's kind of doing their thing. But, like, the one thing that I want to say about world basketball, and I know that we've also, had, that game's down to 10 now, by the way. Yeah, we've been – yeah, it's already down to 10. We've, yeah. that, and that's the one thing the U.S. can do. Baseball, football, we've been all over the place right now with professional sports, and we haven't even touched hockey. And I'm sure we'll touch that at some other point. But yeah, we got a long time till hockey season. The, the deal here is that world basketball has been so particularly effective in the last 10 to 15 years just because of the amount of talent – that really, I think, in my opinion, the United States has has spurned. You have a lot of teams across the world that have looked at the United States and said, "Hey, we got to get we got to get our craft together. We got to get our shit together and say, hey, listen, how are we going to play?" And like it has spawned these guys that have come out of world, you know, of, of the world and, and the countries around the world to to come out and play not just inspired basketball but better, good team basketball. Uh, and I think FIBA rules have really played a, a big impact on how these guys have reacted. Uh, in oh, yeah, FIBA, FIBA rules have definitely uh, been awakened, uh, like something to wake up the NBA players. But I, I also think that the we're, we're past the point where Team USA can just show up with a pickup team and play basketball. Yeah. There right, needs yeah. To be more, there's going to have to be more structure from here on out. and. And you're going to have to get invested interest in it because, I mean, let's be honest. I don't think a lot of these guys are wanting to come over and play for free in Tokyo. Right. For an Olympic gold medal. Whereas the people that represent their countries in Australia, like the non-NBA guys specifically, I mean, what else do they want? Like they play in, they play in overseas leagues anyway. So like this is, this is huge to them. Like Luka and Luka Doncic is one of those uh, really young NBA stars that's really wanting to bring Slovenia a gold medal, which if the U.S. lose, I mean, I think he's got a legitimate chance to do so. Mm-hmm. He's been balling in the Olympics. They haven't lost in Euros or this, right? They are balling. I don't know. I think they're undefeated. I think Slovenia hasn't lost in, I think they're like 18-0. and 0 last night. Surprise me. They've got, they play France, and I think they're three-point favorites against France. 
But I mean, Rudy Gobert's been just hooping. So yeah, he I does that. I mean, I think the U.S. is going to have to adapt and learn how to play as a team, and you're also going to have to get kid that get players that want to play there. I mean, obviously they, the ones that are there want to do it, but do they really want to do it? You know. So I think you've got to find a way to revitalize U.S. basketball. And until you do that, I mean, this is going to be the result that we're going to have to live with, and that's um, struggling. And they could still come back and win and win a gold medal, but it won't be pretty. But, I mean, we saw this. I mean, you could almost see this coming from miles away when they lost to Nigeria and, and Australia in their exhibitions. you got to give Nigeria a lot of credit. That was a ton of young guys that were just hungry to beat you know, some of the, probably their idols. And I don't mean that like that sounds basketball is basketball. I mean, you want to, you want to compete and do as well as you can and, and always try to win a basketball and, game. And but I think Nigeria just came out with a really nice game plan. And Nigeria know? didn't even have all their players. Cause Jordan Worrell was playing in uh, the NBA finals. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he might be one of their best players. Yep. It's wild, right. man. I'm going to interject. I'm a, I think it's probably, I got to hop off here at it. Yeah, I'm going to hop off, too. I'm going to finish a bunch of more so I can go on vacation. So. Yep. I've got, to finish, I've got to finish a football preview before I go to All bed. Right. So, Guys, it, it, it also well, this audio. Yeah, that's fine, man. What I was going to say, guys, when next we meet, we can talk about, you know, some local sports, but we can also talk about whatever you want and uh, really had a good time. With down. Well, we'll, down. we'll just then add our list because Ed can be our mother. Kind of, I, mean, yeah. I mean, we could honestly get away. Get, get away. Everyone get, should – Send a topic and Ed yeah. can compile a rundown. Yeah. Everybody gets a copy of the rundown and then hey. that way we and then we can stay in order, you know, things like that. I mean, yeah, I think we, we're going to go up on tangents, but still. And I also think my, we should get away or get get together before football season officially starts when Keith gets back from vacation and yep. hash that yeah. out. I'm good on weekends now mostly. Yeah, I'm good on weekends too. I think for me, I think uh, I, I I think I would like to play the the Tony Reale role. Uh, I have my own thoughts, and I'll always interject them. That's no problem for me. Uh, what could be it. fun on Sundays would be to, like, obviously there'll be a Monday night game, but, like, Sunday night, like, at 10, like, we could watch, like, the end of the, the Sunday Sunday's night game football. together and then kind of debrief a little bit then. Yeah. Because I'm sure, and, like, with me and Brian, we probably won't have work super early on Monday because we have soccer games at night. So. Yep. I won't be going to work till like noon on Sunday or on Mondays anyway. So. Yeah. I usually don't try to work until th- two or three anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Keep fighting the good fight, guys. All right. Yeah, See you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so long, guys.